What's up, everyone? Doing the Rob Fuzz, because I'm Rob Fuzz. How's it going? How's everyone doing? Without, without further ado, I'm going to bring my man. We got Adam from Adam's Land. My man, what's up, buddy? It's the Oscar Predictions 2021. Hope everyone's doing good out there. It is Friday. It is 4 o'clock. The worst time of streaming of the week, but I do it then. Guys, don't forget my website. And well, here's my website. Sorry about that. RobFuzz.com. Check out all my links to all my stuff. And I post information about streams I'm on and everything. And of course, this channel, YouTube.com slash RobFuzz. And I'm on socials. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. So you could be a member of this channel. I want to welcome my newest member, Sebastian the Crab. He joined while I was off stream. So welcome, Sebastian the Crab, for being a member. If you want to be a member, click the join button. It's been getting very interesting for my members. I've been going through all my amazing retro videos and posting all them uh, to all my members uh, first. And they've been checking it out and everything. So if you want to support me, support the channel, go check out the join button. And, of course, we have the amazing, the incredible God, Adam Savlick here. What's up, Adam the man? What's going on, brother? Adam from Adam. It is Pub Talk. It yes. is yes. one of my favorite Pub Talks of the year. It's Oscars time. It's Oscars yes. prediction night. It's time to get our predictions in to see who wins nice. the next one of these. Ring that bell, Adam. Come on, ring the bell. Ring the bell. You got to play the intro, dude. You got to play the proper oh, yes, Oscars right. intro. Here we go, guys. I forgot. So sorry, guys. Let's let's kick off the intro. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Good job. Thanks for reminding me. We assume things are nailed on, but you know what? Everyone assumed La La Land was nailed on for best picture. Oscar time. It is pub talk. I think once upon a time in Hollywood is going to storm the Oscars. Parasite's one of those films that blew me away. Parasite will just edge it. I think it's going to be close. Parasite. Parasite. Yes, Woo! cheers. I opened my beer on that too. You know what I think it was? I think of the original intro, well, the pub talk intro, you ring the bell. And when you rang the bell, you heard, oh, yeah, we forgot to play the intro. So, cheers, everyone. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. How's it going? This is, yeah, these right. are always my favorite. To me, to me and Adam, these are our favorite streams. So, we did oh. uh, the nomination stream on your channel. We, we did, did the nomination stream on my channel on the yeah. 15th of March. That's right. Yeah. Pub talk number 50, wasn't it? So, yes, uh, yes. And then we're going to, we did the predictions here. And then the, the recap who won. Is going to be over at Adam's channel, so go check out Adam's channel there. Go ahead. Um, That's right. We put up the link here, so hold on a sec. Here we go. That's oh, thank you, buddy. And you might be going live this weekend too during Oscars, right? You were saying, yeah, I've got. So uh, if um, uh, for those of you that may have missed it, I did put a. Uh, it's a rare thing. I put a vlog out uh, this week, and it was um, yes, it was my Oscars Time recap. Out. Time out. It was incredible. Like it was like I don't. It was so good. We're gonna show it at the end of the stream too. So yes, we're gonna show it here. I'm sorry, I got excited. It was incredible. So good. No, thank you. Yeah, it was. Um, I just I remember when we did the Oscars nominations on the 15th of March. So like four or five weeks ago now, and um, 
And a few people were like, I've never heard of any of these movies. And I thought, that's interesting. You know, I'm sure people said the same last year uh, and even the year before when we when we did the um, the, the first couple of uh, pub talk Oscars things. You know, people said, I've never heard of these movies. I don't know what they're about. So I thought, well, why not bring everyone up to speed? So, you know, so those that are, are interested, you know, can, you know, but maybe haven't seen all the movies, they, they can get a general feel of what's nominated and what each of the movies is about. So, um so yeah, so that's uh, that's over on my channel, and Rob's going to play it at the end of this uh, stream as well. So stay tuned for that. So um, yeah, I'm also going to be putting out a another Oscars related vlog on Sunday, which will be my Oscars top ten for this year specifically. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. And and which we've done the last couple of years, we've kind of just done a little bit of a live sort of pub talky kind of hangout, just kind of doing red carpet kind of coverage and talking about. Yeah, the build-up and the excitement, you know, those few hours before the award show starts. So, um, so yeah, so I might do a live on, on Sunday. And then I'm, I'm, I think, I'm, yeah, I think we're going to go live for a little bit on Sunday. And then obviously on Monday. Um, oh, thank you, Grace. I'm just seeing that video was fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, live on Monday, obviously, at Pub Talk over on Adam's Land as we do our recap of the results. Kim's in the house. Ray's in the house. Okay, let me address Ray first. Disney Circus Girl Ray. Um, you need to get your votes in before this stream is over if you yeah. are able to. Um, you, you can message them to me on uh, on Facebook Messenger if you want to, Ray. That's absolutely fine. Grace has sent hers in. Kim has sent hers in. Jim from More Sunshine, please, has sent his in. Obviously, uh, Brandon and Dan are not with us tonight, but they've sent theirs in. and We have those, and obviously Rob and I will be discussing the pub talk regulars kind of nominations and we send may throw in to my email too if you want i'll send it over to them so say again i was saying people could send it to my email and then i can send yes them, so. anybody that wants in anybody that wants in and wants to partake you know uh, you can send your nominations um to to rob's email and people are playing for the pub talk bar mats this year we can send our <laughs> bar mats to, to, to the winners so i want to win those i want to win those <laughs> You don't. You don't have to win the bar match. You you get a trophy if you win because you're part of the. Uh, you know, you get the Oscars trophy if you win, but <laughs> but you're not gonna. But, but you're not gonna. So funny. Um, uh, you know what? I'm so excited. I, I, I saw. I, wait, hold on a sec. I saw Jim's picks. More such time, please. I stole them from his Instagram page. I asked him. You already announced he's entered. He ju he just gave the green light. He's gonna do it. So, Jim, if thank you for awesome. texting me and telling me you're gonna do it. Awesome. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm honestly, honestly, um, really nervous and in, like in a <laughs> last year, I think I was the most confident I'd ever been. And, and you know, you know, I picked Oscars uh, nominees and, and, and made my predictions for years and for years and years, I kind of did pretty terrible. Like, oh, maybe like, you know, out of 24 awards, I would get maybe 12, <laughs> you know, 12, 13, 14. And I always thought I'd like be closer to 20. And um and last year I finally hit twenty, and, and I won by one, didn't I? You got ninety, and I got twenty, and yes, and, yes. and and I won overall. And it was really, really uh, well bet between us two and Grace as well. Uh, it was quite a close run um, affair. Um, Brandon and Dan didn't do so well, so hopefully those guys will do a little bit better this year. But um, but this year there's like last year there was so many sort of shoe-ins. There were so many nailed on results, and this year it's a much more wide open race in some of the categories. Some of them are showing, some of them are nailed on, I think. Some of them are just wide open, and we'll obviously get to those as we go through everything. But it's so exciting. It's just I, any one of us could win this this year, depending on 
what we go with. It's yeah, I've I've not been this excited for an Oscars in a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, we, I want to give a shout out to our amazing friend, the great Marco. His daughter, yes. she's already in the club. She's doing the Rob Fuzz. We'll show a picture of the great Marco's daughter. Woo-hoo. She's so awesome. So the great Naomi doing the Rob Fuzz. The great um, Naomi. I got, I got to pull up the <laughs> the horns. Hold on. I got to do the horns with the. Where's my horns? Hold on. It's not official until you get the horns. Here we go. Horns. Here we go. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's really quiet tonight. Your, your horns. Are, your horn is quiet, Rob. Hold on. I did it on my computer. I don't think it went off. Here we go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I can do both at the same time. So there she is. Uh, the great <laughs> Naomi. Hope you're doing good. Hope Marco and uh, everyone's doing good over the great house. So <laughs> so check them out. The great market. Of course, Disney Dan is there too. And I was showing my sponsors, the Philly crew and DG Explorers. Go check those guys out. And of course, my partner channels. We got Dan. We got Adam. We got the live place Dean over there. Uh, Vibrary Project, Road Trip, Dave, Steve's World. Thank you guys so much. So yeah, I'm pumped, man. It's so cool. I'm so uh, excited. Grace has just said Naomi is so beautiful. Yeah, she is, Grace. She's beautiful. She's and congratulations, awesome. Marco. I know we toasted you guys last week, but to Mark and Beth, yes, uh, yes. welcome welcome to Naomi, welcome and to uh, cheers to you guys. Oh, good. Cheers, oh. guys. Sebastian, Grace has said, how much will it cost to send that trophy here to New York? I don't know, because um, Rob's not going to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Sebastian the Crab, thank you for becoming a member of my channel. You are awesome. I appreciate you, buddy. So, and don't forget, tomorrow I'm going live after Dan's stream, 8.30. I'm going to do my retro stream. Hopefully you can join me. Next week, real quick, I want to mention this too before you guys see. Um, we're doing Joey's birthday. Yesterday was Joey's birthday. Um, Joey's world's dilly birthday. Dilly. Happy birthday. Dilly dilly. I do have um, a super chat, Joey, all ready to go if he does. If anyone super chats it. So, dilly dilly. And then next week, next Friday, we're going to be celebrating uh, Joey's birthday. And Adam is going to to celebrate. He's, what are you going to do, Adam? Let's talk about it. Uh, so, um, obviously, uh, in, unless you've kind of missed the last few pub talks or been uh, hiding under a rock, you'll see that I'm not sitting <laughs> where I used to sit. I am sitting yes. in the Adam's Land official pub talk headquarters, the bar that I, uh, <laughs> that I created during furlough. Um, so, yeah, and... Um, and obviously, if I tilt if I tilt this down, we, we do have a back bar full of spirits. Oh my as well. god! And, yeah, and so uh, and so that I was think awesome. was it when we went off the air? Was it last weekend or the weekend before? And I was I was making um, a cocktail, wasn't I? Um, yes. I think it was two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago when we went off the air, and I was I was making um, a caperini, and uh, and you were like you were like yeah, you should make some for Joey's birthday, and so you challenged me to kind of make a cocktail for each person on the stream. So, um, so I've been working on some ideas, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll challenge the barman. We'll put some. Uh, we'll 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 mix some cocktails. Obviously, unfortunately, all the people watching won't be able to drink them. So I guess that falls on me and maybe yes. Kim. If you're gonna make them. <laughs> it falls on you. We I got apologize. A super chat. Woo. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. Thank you for my birthday wishes. For this is soon. Please, thank you. F A B C D E F for the five dollars. That's very nice. We got to get the. We got to get the super. I think uh, I think Kim's got um, 
got this week mixed up with next week. She's asking me to pour her a drink already. I mean, okay, nice. I guess if I have Kimmy to. get her own drink too? Nice. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah, Kimmy Kimmy will come down and the bartender will pour her a drink. Um, share the recipe for the cocktail. Grace, yeah, I'll, I'll make them live on the stream and I'll tell you what's going in them as and when I make them. So, uh, so yeah, it should in be fun. In advance, we could do it, yeah. Yeah, Joey so. rocks. He does. Happy birthday, Joey! Happy birthday, Road Trip Dave, Happy my amazing partner channel. Yeah, yes. their birthdays Happy birthday are Dave as well. their birthdays are both on Earth Day. Yesterday was Earth Day. I did a live stream. We celebrated um, Animal Kingdom. It's their anniversary of Animal Kingdom too. So Joey does rock. Thank you guys so much. He's nice. so awesome. Thank you, Lisa and Keith. Lisa, thanks for sending that super chat. Super chat. Now let's get into this, man. I didn't Ladies bring the soup out. <laughs> I didn't bring the soup, the soup can. Yeah, let's do it. Our Oscar <laughs> predictions, twenty twenty one. I'm so excited. What what a strange, <laughs> what a strange year. We've been we've been kind of talking about stuff. And we're talking about our our kind of our picks and everything. So I'm going to say it straight out. I'm going to say it straight up here, Adam. He'll disagree with me, but I feel maybe I'm going to get an unpopular decision. But I feel the movies were very subpar this year. <laughs> See, I know, I know we both talked about that. Yeah, I, I do disagree. I think, um, I know you. Do. I think, I think there were some good movies on offer. I mean, the thing is, mm. when there's so many movies to watch, there's always going to be some you prefer over others. You can't, yeah. you can't watch, you know, 20, 30 movies, you know, in the lead up for the Oscar predictions and say, yeah, I loved every single one. There's always going to be some that are really heavy, really slow, right. Right. you know, that you just don't get into, you know. Um, and that's that's been the case each year. There's been some that I didn't expect to like and have, you know, turned out to be absolute gems that have yeah, become me too. Some of my favorite totally. movies of all me time. Um, and there's been some that I kind of went into really looking forward to and was really disappointed. Yeah, me too. Uh, and there's been some where I just knew from the offset I wasn't going to like it and I was right. Yeah. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> How what, many movies what, did you watch, Adam? Oh, my running total is... Let me... Uh, let me Get that for you now. Give Roughly, me one sec. Your head. You don't have to exact. It's uh, and I've got a couple more that I'm still going to watch this weekend. So uh, it's 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, wow. 26. Wow. 26 I'm on so far. At a 50 um, something, right? Is there 50 something? Yeah, uh, yeah, there was 51. Or, well, there was 41 movies and then there was 15 shorts so i mean when i say 41 movies i'm including the documentaries there as well so so it was 41 and then 15 shorts in my in my 51 list i didn't include uh some of the ones that were just up for maybe a song or, okay. or, or score or you know uh and, and up for nothing else so um but yeah out of out of the 51 that i listed which was almost most of them um then yeah i've, I've watched 26 so i've you know gone gone just over halfway so, or, or you know, so it's and, not, it's not you, going. Obviously, you've seen all the best picture nominations. I did see all, all eight best picture, all the best picture nominations, and yeah. I've got one more acting one to watch. Okay. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I saw about 14, I think 13 or 14 in that range. So, which is not as great for me. I'm so proud of myself that I get to see all the best pictures. So, uh oh, he's getting uh, a drink ready. <laughs> well, she's uh, she's she's emerged from upstairs. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, Kimmy, so, yeah, so I better, um. <laughs> I better, you know, do my job. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do this. Um, we have some, anyone else who wants to get their nominations in, like I said, you can email me your picks uh, if you, you have to do it before the end of this show. I did mine last night, finally. So robfuzz at gmail.com. So, and uh, all right, so after this drink, let's do this. So 
bartender, send me a drink. So. Okay, Kimmy, your drink's on the bar, and nice. um, that'll be um, two ninety nine, please. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Pounds, nice. Sounds right. We got we got Jim from More Sunshine, please. He chimed in with his. his you want me to play that while you're bartending there with Jim's request? Uh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's crack let's on with Jim's Jim uh, video. Stuff. He did send his picks in, but he did send a clip in to play. Let's let's go see Jim from More Sunshine, please. My amazing member, amazing friend, great supporter of this channel. He is Mondays at uh, 7 o'clock. Go check him out. Here we go. Let's see what Jim's picks are. Thanks, Jim, for sending this in. Hi, Rob. Hello, everybody. Man, do I love movies. And while I've seen fewer movies this year than I have in any other year of my life, that's not going to stop me from making my Oscar picks this year. So here we go. These are Jim's nonsensical <laughs> Oscar picks. 2021. Nice. Let's start off with actor in a leading role. Now, all of these performances were fantastic. I'm gonna have to give the nod to Steven Yeun because he's got the most zombie kills. <laughs> Next up is animated feature film. Right off the bat, I'm going to get rid of both Pixar movies. They cancel each other out. As well as the two werewolf movies. At least I think they're werewolf movies. So that leaves the stop motion animation Farmageddon. Farmageddon it! Let's take a look at documentary feature now. And while I haven't seen any of these films, I'm most interested in seeing time. What's the runtime on that? Okay. Infinity? Never mind. Too long! Let's see what's going on with international feature film now. And as I look at the list, wait a minute. The movie Collective is nominated for Best International Feature Film and Documentary Feature. There's not a chance this doesn't win both of them. Lock it in. Cinematography. Here we go. Love this one. Did any of you get a chance to see the cinematography from the movie Mank? Me either. Nomadland. <laughs> the shirts. Of the movies nominated for Best Sound, I'm going to have to go with... The Sound of Metal. For no other reason than the word sound is in the name. Of course, everybody knows when the word of the category is in the title of the movie, it's a deadlock. For example, the Rocky Horror Picture Show won Best Picture. The Score won Best Score. And the movie Oscar from 1991 won every single Oscar that year. It's true. Excuse me. Got a call. Hello? Those movies weren't even nominated for Oscars. <laughs> What's a Razzie? And finally, the big category, best picture. My pick goes to this one. Ladies and gentlemen, lock them in. Those are my rock solid, you can't miss picks for the Oscars this year. If you wanna know my real picks, I've posted them to Instagram and I'm gonna go over how I really did with my predictions on my Tuesday live stream. Rob, thanks for having me on the show again. Thanks, Jim. You're the man. See you at the movies. Cheers, Jim. He is awesome. It's so funny. Jim, thank you so much. That was so funny. Yeah, that's, that's they have some new features. I liked watching it with Jim. That was pretty cool. So thank you, Jim. And we added you in, Jim. To, if you like it or not, we added your picks in. So. We will so well. Serious. We will be adding them. I've not. I've not added them officially to the spreadsheet yet. But uh, but nice. yes, we will be adding them. Ray just sent me a message during then. I think Ray Blesser is is having some network difficulties in her local area. Um, yeah. Okay. So she uh, she hasn't managed to get 
the predictions to us yet. Um, but yeah, hopefully she'll hopefully she will get them to us. So I'll I'll just quickly message her now and then we'll begin, shall we? Yeah, let's so, do it. Send your predictions ASAP. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So um I know most people have kind of I think I think a lot of the ballot sheets are kind of knocked out in an alphabetical order, but I, I've always kind of run through it in um in a slightly different order. So um so I've got it kind of the way it's on my spreadsheet at the minute. So we'll just kind of be jumping between a few of the uh, a few of the picks. But um but yeah, the first one I've got is they always start the Oscars with one of the supporting actor or actress roles. So last year, I believe last year was supporting actor first. So this year I've gone for supporting actress because they always tend to um, to alternate them. So it's one of the big one of the big ones. We've gone for uh, actress and supporting role. And Rob, what did you go for? I don't know how to say her name, but her you know the girl from Minaria. The, Minari, the, yeah. I guess it's the grandmother, Jung, yeah. Jung, Jung, Yu 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 Olivia Colman, uh, the Oscars two years ago in Best Actress. Um, yeah, it looked like she thought she's never going to, you know, or surely the next time she's nominated, she's a shoe in for it. This is a really tough category. But So you've got Mar Maria Bakalova, you've got Glenn Close versus Olivia Colman again, because Olivia Colman is nominated for The Father. You've got Amanda Seyfried in Mank. And you do have uh, Yu Jung Yun from Minari. Uh, Maria Bakalova won the Critics' Choice Awards, but... I think Yu Jung Yun's been sweeping the awards season ever since. She's got fantastic chemistry playing the grandmother uh, in Minari. Fantastic chemistry with little seven-year-old Alan S. Kim, who was really unfortunate not to be nominated as a supporting actor himself in that category. Um, but yeah, Alan S. Kim put in a really mature performance for a seven-year-old actor. Was fantastic alongside uh, Yu Jung Yun. And yeah, I think you're right, Rob. I've gone with Yu Jung Yun um, as the She's supporting actress. Yeah. Um, Dan has actually gone for Olivia Colman. He thinks she'll pick up her second Oscar. I mean, Olivia Colman was really loved by the Academy two years ago for her winning speech. Last year for her returning speech when she presented the Best Actor uh, Award. You know, uh, the Academy loves Olivia Colman. And so Dan has gone for Olivia Colman. And interestingly, Brandon has gone for the other half of the Olivia Colman versus Glenn Close matchup number two. He's gone for Glenn Close. He thinks she's long overdue. And she did put in a stellar performance in uh, in, in Hillbilly Elegy as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be a tough race, but I think Yu Jung Yun is the likely. And I, I think Glenn Close will run her second. Glenn Close is the one that will upset if some if Yu Jung Yun doesn't win it. Okay, moving on to um, best animated feature film. Um, which three three of the four of us have gone for the same one here. I think this one's this one's got to be a shoe in, hasn't it? Sure, surely. So. I think so. You would think so. I would. I would think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you and I and Pixar. and Dan, we've all gone for Soul. Yeah. It's uh, it's the the Pixar um, Titan, if you will. Um, <laughs> this year, yeah. It's 
it's been uh, animated soul um yeah kim says all of the uh all of the supporting actress um, nominees were brilliant yes they, they were, were. Cool. so yeah um and she is my pick too okay so supporting actress yeah grace has gone with you Jungyun as well um yeah uh, animated feature um soul i think is is has been sweeping the awards season and we've we've all gone for soul with the exception of brandon who's gone for the other uh disney pixar disney plus one right. which is on, right. onward so yeah so so but brandon does like to deviate it's it's interesting he hasn't followed his usual pattern though we'll, we'll get onto that in a bit but this it is interesting seeing some of brandon's picks this year you know i want to say too, adam i was thinking about it when i was making my i finally got to make my picks late last night sent it to over to you late and i, I just i just i'm gonna be a little spoiler here i think the, the, the nominations are gonna be all over the place i don't think it's gonna be like a landslide for anyone, but that's my thing. What, what do you no, think? No, I, I agree. I like I said uh, just before we got started. I don't think like last year. I was confident of finally topping, uh, you know, finally getting a really, really good score, and I did. I got twenty out of the twenty-four. There's only twenty-three uh, categories this year because they've mixed sound editing and sound mixing because nobody could tell the difference. Um, so to make it easier, they've just called it achievement in sound. Um, and the entire sound teams of mixers and editors get the uh, get the one award now. So there's only 23 categories this year. I'm not confident of getting 20 out of 23 this year. I'll be quite honest because there's so many wide open races that it could it could um, you know just it could flip at any moment. So uh, yeah, I think I think we're all going to get a mixed bag here, and I think it'll be I think whoever wins is going to be more around the sort of 15, 16 mark rather than a 20. So yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Wait, hold on. A so can you, can you can you say that? Wait, hold on a sec. Can you say that again? Hold on. Go ahead. Say that last say line you just said. So we'll see. Who's how gonna, how many is going to win? Good. Say that last. Oh, time. I think I think whoever wins will get about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, maybe not twenty this time. I think whoever wins will be about around the fifteen sixteen mark. So. All right. I wanted you to use that in your clip next year for. Uh... <laughs> Ah, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, I was. I was like, "What did it, did I break up or something?" But yeah, okay. Nope. Yeah, no. I'll, we'll <laughs> that was we'll grab point. that for the uh, for the Oscars intro next year, and, uh, and we'll see how right I was. I mean, we got the clip of Dan saying, uh, "Once upon a time in Hollywood is going to absolutely sweep the Oscars, you know, and take the Oscars by storm," and it, it, it didn't at all. <laughs> so, That's why I love when you put that in. So yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So we've got the. Animated short next. Um, so the nominees are Burrow, Genius Loci, um, uh, or Genius Loci. Uh, if anything happens, I love you. Let's do this one, quick. Opera, and Yes People. <laughs> so uh, you and I have both gone for the same one. We both went for If Anything Happens, I Love You. Yeah. Uh, Dan has gone for the Disney Pixar short Burrow. And Burrow Brandon is it's on Disney Plus. You definitely should watch it. It's so cute. But yeah, so Burrow is the shortest of all these animated shorts. It's only six minutes long, uh, and usually, uh, usually it's fair to say Disney Pixar shorts are the safe bet for any um, for any Oscars um, short. I mean, obviously the shorts are always a lottery. You know, we always say the shorts are the shorts are a bit of a lottery because we don't really know much about them. But with that lottery, D Disney Pixar ones are normally the safe bet. Uh, there is some love for opera this year, from what I've seen. Um, but if anything happens, I love you. It's both beautiful and heartbreaking and it's more pertinent it's got a more pertinent subject matter at the moment given uh recent events um you know it's uh, so the subject matter is um is quite at the heart of a lot of people 
and it's got Laura Dern listed as, as an executive producer as well. You know, uh, it's it's going to take some beating. So I genuinely think if anything happens, I love you is going to be the one so. to take the prize there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've gone to the two writing awards next. So um, original screenplay and adapted screenplay. So original screenplay we have in the uh, writing for original screenplay. We've got Judas and the Black Messiah. We've got Minari. Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, what did you go for? You went uh Okay, uh, so far we've gone for all the same things. It's, I went uh, for um, Promising Young Woman because Promising Young Woman, yes, yeah. Now this is going to be this is going to be a tricky one. Judas and the Black Messiah could take this one. This is going to be a closer one. This one isn't a shoe in like uh, like animated feature with Soul, for example, or. Yeah. or uh, Keep in oh, mind, I, I picked who I think's going to win, not who I want to win. I'd love Aaron Sorkin to win for Trial of Chicago 7. Yeah, I, I would love Aaron Sorkin to win for Trial of Chicago 7 but as Promising well. Promising Young Woman, I don't think it's going to take any awards, but the writing in that movie is very clever. It's a great movie, so I think they're going to give it to that for that. You're it's right. just a great movie. One of my You're top right. three or four of the year. For best That's movie. right, yes. Uh, Judas could also take this. Judas is really well written. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but but promising is it's uh, it's really punchy. It's a bit like Parasite, which obviously won Best Picture last year. In uh, in in that it's Good it's point. it's really punchy, and its ending alone just warrants a discussion. Let alone the the full subject matter that underlines the entire film. You know, it's extremely relevant in a world where, unfortunately, sexism and misogyny uh, are still swept under the rug sometimes, and just not talked about enough. Uh, and this film is really clever. It's really it's a tantalizingly cunning vehicle. To discuss these things, uh, things that really should be at the foot, um, more at the fore, and uh, discussed. And yeah, I really, I really am rooting for Promising Young Woman. It was really, really clever and one of my favourite films that we watched. Uh, and I think it will take it just. So but again, that's a category that it could go either way. So yeah, the top three or four of my best pictures is that maybe probably second best or third best, but yeah, good. Yeah. So then we've got uh, adapted screenplay, the other writing award. Um, of which the nominees are Borat. Um, Borat, yeah, Borat's subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. What a subject that what is what a title that is. So, yeah, we've got Borat's subsequent movie film adapted because it's taken obviously from the original film, uh, The Father, which is again a really clever movie, really well done, uh, Nomad Land. Uh, One Night in Miami, which was really unfortunate to not get nominated for more than what it what it, what it was. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight, got, I think. Yeah, One Night in Miami is really good. And then so I'm on uh, my way to Miami, by the way, in June. So yes, yeah, you are because you're going to go and see your dad. Is that right? Breaking news: Rob yeah. Fuzz has a famous dad. Yeah. <laughs> a famous there's a news dad. article on JBJ that says I'm his son, and there's a picture of me and him. I don't know. If it's that was brilliant. Good. That's my favorite. Thing of the day, I think. <laughs> I tweeted it. If you want to go look, I can so and the uh, the White Tiger, the the one and only um, uh, nomination for Netflix is the White Tiger. Um, that looks pretty good. Also, did you see that yet? Uh, I did watch the White Tiger. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. The White Tiger. So yeah, um, yeah. I think you uh, you went for Nomadland in this one. I did. Yeah, which could take it. Uh, this is the first one where we've gone for a different uh, pick. So um, mm -hmm. I have gone for The Father. Okay. Yeah, and Dan has also gone for The Father. Brandon has gone for One Night in Miami. So so we're all a little bit spread about on this one. Um, 
yeah, again, this is this is going to be a, a really tough close category. Uh, it's a fascinating race between um, the two best picture front runners. Well, the best picture front runner, which is Nomadland, um, and the father. They've each won one award um, when the two films were in direct competition with each other this year. So Nomad what the, Nomadland won the Critics' Choice Award. The father took the BAFTA. So, um, but that the BAFTA. The reason I've gone with the the, the father is because ba the BAFTAs is an actual peer and industry group. Um, yeah, and then star Anthony Hopkins also won the Best Actor at the BAFTAs, beating Chadwick Boseman there, which we'll come on to in a bit. So I think that could be the thing that turns uh, turns the tide in favour of the father, um, despite it's despite it having a much later release. But it will be a very clo close one. It could go to Nomadland, but uh, I've gone with the father myself. Okay. So yeah. Game so on. Game is on because now we've actually separated our votes, Rob. So that's um, yeah, okay. But going into uh, the short film, another lottery short film live action where you've got feeling through the letter room, the present, two distant strangers, and white eye. Have you seen any of these? Hey, Chris, have I seen any of these? Hey, Chris, absolutely not. <laughs> no, me neither. Good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So again, this one's a bit of a stab in the dark. Um, interestingly, we've both gone for the same you know one, what? which is part, part of the fun is I like research and stuff. I like reading articles and stuff and yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Like, I don't, I'm never going to watch a lot of these stuff and I just kind of see who won. And I see what other people pick and everything. And obviously yeah. no one knows the answers. So I don't know. No, that's I don't right. Who so I picked. What I pick? You and I have both gone for two distant strangers. Um, Sorry, which strangers. Uh, Dan has gone for the letter room, and right. Brandon has gone for the present. Um, so yeah, it's again, it's a bit of a lottery. But I've heard good things about three of the five. Um, feeling through in the letter room have both heard, heard like mentions when I've been reading up on stuff. But there seems to be a lot of love for two distant strangers, so that's why I went for that one. Okay. So. Okay, then then we're moving on to uh, achievement in production design. Um, which, okay, we've got The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, uh, News of the World, and Tenet nominated. And we've got a pub talk split here. Two of us have gone for one, two of us have gone for another. Um, well, me Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Rainey's <laughs> <laughs> Black Bottom. Get ready to play that a third time because none of us have voted for. Don't leave me hanging. None of us have voted for. Rainey's Black Bottom. That's, That's right. None of us have voted for. <laughs> um, well, you just have that in your, in your videos. You got to play it. So, you know uh, what? That's right. I, I, I thought Mank was, you know, was in the middle of my, my top eight there. I'd say like five or six. And. That's what I picked. I think it's it's got to win for something. I think so. Who knows? I, like I said, I think it's going to be all over the place. So I I did worry that Mank would be like the Irishman last year. The Irishman got was it eleven nominations and it didn't win a single thing last year. And it deserved more than that. It deserved yeah. something. It was a, a, a an epic. What was it? Three three hour and twenty minute film or something like that. It took yeah. a week to watch it, but no, it was. Um, yeah, the, the Irishman deserved more than that. And I think Mank deserves more than what I think it's actually going to get. I do think Mank will win something. And I think this is the award it's going to take. Um, it's the Academy's dream. It's, you know, it's paying homage to Hollywood. 
and uh, or Hollywood of old. And the Academy loves stuff like that. It really, it really, um, really. So, oh my God, I picked the same as Brandon. That's not a good thing. <laughs> so, Sorry, Brandon. yeah. So, um, yeah, Mank. Um, yeah, it's it's like I say, it's the, the the nod of the hat to Hollywood of old. And much like last year's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was the shoo-in because it was about Hollywood, this one's going to be the clear favourite, I think. Uh, Brandon and Dan both went for Tenet there. So, um, okay. yeah, so bear with me one second. Um, uh, uh, Grace Gray said, Gray said Adam, Adam, joke about Rob's dad, not funny. It's, uh, you know, it was it was funny when he uh, sent me the article. Before, it my tweet, so. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> someone said it to me. And like, I was looking through articles this morning, and I saw that. Like, what is that? It's a picture of me and John Bon Jovi. It says something about the girl from um, um, what the Netflix show? What's it called? Stranger Things is dating her his son, and there's a picture of me and John, which is very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the Twitter. Go look at the Twitter. You got a famous dad, dude. Breaking news. Yeah. So yeah, and someone who didn't uh, do their homework, by the way. So. <laughs> Apparently I'm, I'm Bobby Brown or whatever. I'm dating her, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that's what it meant. It doesn't really say, but go ahead. Let's do this. I love this. Uh, this what's the next one? Achievement in costume design. Uh, this is one where okay. all of us have gone for the same one. This one, I think this one's going to be a shoo-in. Uh, achievement in costume design. So the uh, nominees are Emma, which is obviously the uh, Jane Austen period piece. Uh, you've got Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You've got Mank. Uh, you've got Mulan. Uh, and you've got um, you've got Pinocchio, uh, the Matteo. Uh, I was what's it called the uh, the Italian director uh, Matteo Guerrero or something. Matteo, yeah. I picked. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, we've all picked. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's right. We've all picked Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, this could be the first award of what could be actually a good night for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, should it win? No, I don't think it should win. Um, in terms of, I think uh, Emma should. I think you know um, it, the costume design and Emma and the period piece Emma is is much better. But I think Marini's Black Bottom will win. Uh, veteran Marini's Black Bottom. <laughs> veteran costume designer Anne Roth. She's aged eighty nine years old. Wow! And will be and because she will become the oldest woman to win a competitive Oscar if she that. wins That's this. Awesome. Is she at home resting at the age of 89 years old? No. She is currently working on three other productions. Three wow. other productions. She's 89 wow. years old, which is, wow. you know, so uh, if Anne Roth wins this, well, well, well deserved. Um, Hold yeah, on. we so. got to play it for one more. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Which is not in the running for the next category because the next category is documentary feature we've got the two documentaries feature and then short so documentary feature we have collective we have crip camp the mole agent my octopus teacher and which time. is the best title ever by the way yeah is that why you voted for it because you went so, for my yeah. octopus teacher I think yeah what's so, yeah. so, got you so. you and i and dan went for my octopus teacher How could you not pick that uh brandon went for collective um, funnily yeah. enough, maybe he's been he listening to Jim. Collective. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he he. It's ironic because he wasn't part of the collective. He he branched off and uh, and went elsewhere. So, time has been mentioned in dispatches, and it could upset here. But everyone is talking about 
my octopus teacher. As Jim so says, it's infinity the, the playing times. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was the best. I, I just no, I don't see my octopus teacher being beat because that's the one that everyone is talking about. So I think that one is the one to beat. But like I say, time has been mentioned um, in a few places. So yeah, Grace has gone for uh, documentary feature, my octopus teacher. Um, that wasn't meant to rhyme, but it did. Okay, documentary short, uh, another lottery coming up. So documentary short subject, we have Colette. We have a concerto is a conversation. We have Do Not Split. We have Hunger Ward. And we have a love song for Latasha. Uh, Do Not Split. Ironic that Brandon did split with that one um, from the rest of the group. <laughs> um, Rob, you went for a concerto is a conversation. Yeah, as did I, so. as did I, and Dan went for Colette, interestingly. So, um, yeah, was that just a, a random pick? or? Yeah, I just read about it, so that yeah. was a favorite, so I don't know. I don't know. Any I have actually watched one of these. I have actually watched one of these, and it's not My Octopus Teacher. That is one that Kim and I were planning on watching if we, if we got around to it, um, and I think Kim still wants to watch it, so we probably will at some point. Oh, no, sorry, that's, that's the previous one. Sorry, the documentary short. I have watched one of these as well, sorry. Uh, I did watch um, A Love Song for Latasha, okay. which is, it's it's heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking subject. Um, I don't think it was that well put together. Um, Colette seems to be popular, and it could actually take it. But I've gone for the same as you, Concerto as a Conversation. You know, in a year when we've had to, Learn to communicate with people from a distance and in new in, in new ways. A conversation, a concert, it was a conversation. It just kind of it just rang a bell with me, so I've gone for that one. Uh, but again, it's a this one's a case of close your eyes and just point somewhere on the board and, and <laughs> try and pick one. So uh, the next one I think is going to be a. Um, I think the next one's going to be a shoe in. I think Ray, sorry, has just been sending me her picks. So yeah, the next one's going to be a shoe in. We've got um, actor in a supporting role. Supporting actor, um, which we've got uh, two actors from Judas and the Black Messiah, which is Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. You've got Sasha Baron Cohen from The Trial of the Chicago 7, Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, and Paul Racy from Sound of Metal. Um, Brandon is the only one to deviate on this. Three of us have gone for, We've all gone for Judas and the Black Messiah, it's, it's fair to say. Mm. Brandon went for Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Dan, Rob, and myself. We went for Daniel Kaluuya. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So Daniel Kaluuya, uh, he's been sweeping he's like, the like everything besides spoiler alert. Everything besides the actress is just. I I think it's just everyone saying you know. Mm, I don't know. Actor, here. best actor, like uh, got opened up at the Baftas. Okay, so we'll we'll come to okay. that. So yeah, I mean, supporting actor, I think is the the most nailed on out of the four acting categories. Uh, supporting actor, Daniel Kaluuya has been um, running away with it uh, in award season. Race, there is a lot of love for, uh, for Paul Racy from um, from Sound of Metal. And there is a lot of love for um, Sasha Baron Cohen as well from uh, the Trial of Chicago 7. But I don't think anybody's taken this away from Daniel Kaluuya. So, um, yeah, this is this is his to, to lose. And I don't think he's going to lose it. So, um, And then we got on to another, what I think is, well, I don't know. This one's maybe not a shoo-in, but I, I, think, I think we all know where this is likely to go. Uh, there is another contender for this award. This is the Achievement in Sound, the Mixed 
the mixed category now of of, uh, of sound. So um, so yeah, um, achievement in sound. We've got. Uh, let me just scroll down. We've got Greyhound. Um, we've got Mank. We've got News of the World. We've got Soul, and we've got Sound of Metal. So um, again, Brandon is the one. Says, as Jim says, it has sound in the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it does. It does. Like uh, Brandon's the one to have deviated um, here. So uh, Paul Racy won uh, a spirit last night. Says Grace. That's that's interesting. So yeah, Brandon's the one to have deviated here, and he's gone with Soul. And Soul is the one that could upset the uh, the apple cart here. Um, the rest of us have gone with Sound of Metal. Um, like you say, it's got sound in the title for starters. Um, I mean, usually the sound awards go to a war or music film, but Greyhound just doesn't seem to be the one being talked about. And that's the war film. It's just not in the running. Soul is the more musical film. Uh, and that's the it's only good. one that could, I think, I think rival sound of metal sound of metal isn't strictly a music film, even though it's about a heavy metal drummer that loses his hearing. That's the subject matter. And that's what you, the sound really is like. You don't really hear any of the music that much. Um, so although it was very irritating, it was very clever the way they did the sound stuff. Oh, it was it was so clever. The the length they went to, they went into echo chambers to actually capture uh the sound of absolute nothing except for the human body. Um, you know, so uh hearing the heartbeat and hearing the the blood pumping through veins. Um, the sound team created a really, really very tiny and very expensive microphone that they they put inside of Riz Ahmed to capture the sounds of his tendons and ligaments moving and, and his bones creaking and cracking and, and his blood pumping through his veins. And it's just the amount of detail that they went to to recreate that sound. And it's harrowing. It's really, if you watch that film, just the uncomfort uncomfortableness of, of watching and hearing everything as we are normally used to hearing everything. And then, and then the sound just gets taken away and it goes really muffled and you can't make out what's going on. And it, you've got that kind of that high pitched, almost, um, uh tinnitus sort of ringing sound it's oh it's so clever and it's 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 so well done it's harrowing but that's i don't see that getting beaten by um soul um yeah i think sound sound of metal's got to got to be the winner for that for that award let's see um moving on to cinematography achievement in cinematography uh another one that we've gone for the same um award so uh, the same pick. Um, so achievement in cinematography, you've got Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, yeah, and Dan has gone with Judas and the Black Messiah for cinematography, which is a good shout, but I don't think Sean Bobbitt's going to win it. Brandon has gone with The Trial of the Chicago 7, Feed and Papa Michael, which I think is more likely to be the one to challenge, but I think Joshua James Richards for Nomadland has got this one in the bag as well. I think, uh, I, I believe he won the BAFTA. Um, I mean, the cinematography, Nomadland, it's certainly no 1917. You know, 1917 was, you know, fantastic. Um, but I, I really do think Nomadland will take this one. It's a great mixture of like wide angle shots, beautiful skies, and vast expansive landscapes. The ending and, to me was the best part of that whole movie. So like the cinematography yeah, is just really Yeah, cool. the cinematography is great. Uh, you know, just capturing the isolation at times as well and the great close-ups that tell the stories of, yeah. of grief and loss and hardship. I just, yeah, I think that's what's going to take it for, for Nomadland. What did you pick? Uh, Nomadland, same as you. Oh, me too, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... 
not my favorite movie <laughs> by far, but you know, I think it's going to win a lot of awards. So you know, yeah, I think I think it's the uh, it's 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 certainly the front runner in many of the categories. No, my lens. So so okay, achievement in film editing. Now, do you know what? I this is the one I haven't yet picked, and I'm going to pick it live on air because okay. I can't pick between two of them. So the, the the nominees for achievement of film editing are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven, and all of them are edited superbly. There's not a bad pick out of those five. All Is of editing? them are really really. Good, but I think two of them are, are really in for the running. So you've you've gone for Nomadland, which which was edited by Chloe Zhao herself, the director and producer of, of Nomadland. So you've gone for Nomadland, haven't you? No, I have, yeah. No, oh, have no. you actually? No, you went for Trial of Chicago Seven. Oh, okay. I, I no. think they're just going to give them something. You know, Dan, I think it was a good movie. I think they're going to give them something. So yeah, sorry, Dan went for Nomadland. Dan went for Nomadland. You went for Trial of Chicago Seven, and Brandon also went for the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, this is one that in any other year I think the father could have won. Uh, and it's one of the toughest categories to call, like I say, which is why I've not picked it so far, um, because I can't call it between the Trial of Chicago Seven and Sound of Metal. Um, they. Uh, they actually tied at the Critics' Choice Awards for this. Um, for this, tied. Uh, wow. Yeah, they tied at the Critics' Choice Award for this. For this award, the uh, editing. Um, Sound of Metal won the BAFTA, and then Trial won the Ace Eddies. Um, so, um, film editing and sound really often go hand in hand in terms of being paired nominations. Um, which, like you saw that last year with Ford versus Ferrari, winning film editing and sound editing, and Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, did the same two years ago as well. Uh, hey, Nathan. Um, so I think because there's no specific sound editing now, it's just sound mixing, uh, sound altogether. I'm going to go with sound and metal on this one. Is you know, I, and I've been torn between Trial of Chicago Seven and and Sound of Metal. But do you know what? I'm going to go for the one that you didn't go for. I'm going to go for Sound of Metal. It up, so I'm going to I'm going to lock that in because I hadn't picked this up until now. So that's my live oh, pick yeah. on the air for that particular. Oh, sorry, there we go. Sound of Metal. Like I said, my in. prediction is it's going to be all over the place this year. Normally, like I think someone like you know Nomadland would just sweep the board, but I think she's going to win. You know, for other stuff. So, and that's that's the thing in that category. Any one of those five films right. could win that, and and that could really upset all of our knights. <laughs> you know, promising young woman or the father could take that one, but yeah, um, that's one of those ones that I think is really wide open, much like the best actress category. Um, achievement in visual effects. Next, we've all actually gone for the same. Uh, same nominee there so achievement in visual effects you've got love and monsters which is a really fun film you've I got really the midnight yeah you've got the midnight sky you've got mulan you've got the one and only ivan Hopefully and you say mulan mulan and mulan. uh mulan and you've got um tenet as well so 
Um, <clears throat> all of us have gone for the same one for visual effects. Um, there has been a little bit of you know, it's, it wasn't a Star Wars kind of year where like Star Wars would take it or like those yeah, big or, budget or Hollywood Avengers or like or yeah, like Avengers. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's the only one that's in there, and that they usually win that stuff. That's my prediction. Was. Yeah. Now um, there has been a little bit of back and forth across the award season with this category as well um, between Tenet, which took the Critics' Choice, and the BAFTA, and the Midnight Sky. Um, you know, uh, which. Um, won the uh, Visual Effects Society Award. Um, but I think the two things that are likely to make this go to Tenet are the fact that it won a BAFTA, which again, like I say, is a, is a you know, a, a sort of industry collective, much like uh, much like the Academy. Um, what, what did what did uh, Visual Effects Tenet, uh, Kay, say in Tenet? What was Kim's comment there? Uh, Tenet deserved a best score nomination. I couldn't decide. Uh, I went, oh, went with the father for editing. That's interesting, Kim. Um, but yeah, so I think the thing that's going to take vi uh, visual effects for Tenet is the fact that it won the BAFTA and the fact that it's also nominated for production design. So um, that's what I think is going to lead the visual effects uh, to, to Tenet, and I think it'll take it away from the Midnight Sky. But the Midnight Sky is the one that will cause the upset if if uh, Tenet doesn't win it. So um, the next one, I think, uh, yeah, so we all went for Tenet there on you know the four of us. Uh, I, I need to obviously... Collate, Jim, uh, Kim, Grace, and Ray's um, picks, and anyone else that emails them in before before we get to the end of the show. Um, makeup and hairstyling. Okay, we have Emma. We have Hillbilly Elegy. We have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We have Mank, and we have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's right, and we have uh, Pinocchio as well. The, um, the second number. Couldn't find Pinocchio. Pinocchio in English, so. Kind of was a bummer, but it looks kind of cool. Looks like it's it's a wry Italian movie. So, yeah, this is actually so. This category, makeup and hairstyling, is really, really. It's a fantastic category this year. All five nominees are really, really superb. Um, I'll quickly go through what we all picked. So, you, Marini's Black Bottom. That's right. That's correct. Yeah, we went for Marini's Black Bottom. Brandon was the one to deviate again. He went for Hillbilly Elegy in this one. So. Um, so Kay has gone for Emma. Interesting. Kay, have you sent any picks in? Are you um are you in the running? Uh, if you can send them over to Rob at his Gmail, Robfuzz at gmail.com, that would be great if you're if you're partaking in the whole competition. Um yeah, so um, yeah, so I mean this particular category, like I say, fantastic. The aging and makeup in Hillbilly Elegy was great. You know, you, they use like fried out wigs and deep aging and prosthetics. It was really, really clever. They really transformed um, Glenn Close, especially. Not so much Amy Adams, but they did give her a much fatter nose. She has a very petite nose, Amy Adams, and uh, they did give her a much fatter nose. Uh, the intricate curls in Emma fit perfectly in the classic period piece mold. Pinocchio could actually cause the upset and win this one. Uh, if, if anything other than Marini's Black Bottom wins this, then it will go to Pinocchio. And it really does deserve more recognition. Like, it's, it's a film that's not been seen by many people like you say it's in it's uh in italian um it's weird i saw a trailer in, in english yeah. so I don't, I don't know i just never saw the yeah <laughs> now the eight-year-old little boy who plays pinocchio and i don't know his name uh, uh i wish i did but the eight-year-old little boy in that movie spent over 150 hours in the makeup chair in that production wow. which is longer than a week longer than a full week uh, of, of time of his life uh that's dedication to that to that role um you know, uh, the prosthetics in Pinocchio, which are made to look like wood, are so real, you swear you'd actually look like CGI, but it's all prosthetic. That's crazy. But, it looked like CGI grease, to me. 
yeah, but no, it's all prosthetics. So, um, so that's why Pinocchio obviously gets the nod there for for uh, makeup and hairstyle and not for visual effects um, because it is all prosthetics. The the grease paint uh, that they used for to transform Viola Davis and Maureen's black bottom uh, is going to win it. And the horse wig hair, the, the, sorry, the horse hair wig. Sorry, uh, let me reword that. The horse hair wig, which is factually accurate for the nineteen twenties. It, it was actually transported from the UK, the wig that they used, because they couldn't get it in America. It was trans yeah. transported from the UK, and it actually came in. It was real horsehair, still covered, full of manure and lice eggs and stuff like that. And they had to boil it several times to get it, you know, for, before, you know, so it was transformed to be wearable and usable in the production. Um, but, yeah, that seems to have been taken the, um, the award so far. It took the BAFTA. Uh, me and Neil and uh, Jamika Wilson um, will—they uh, actually became the first black women to ever be nominated in this category, and so it'll be very historic if they do actually win this as well. So, so yeah, I think Maureen's black bottom is going to take makeup and hairstyling. Okay. Um, okay. The next one I have is international feature, which the last couple of years have been really, really easy to pick. This year, I think, is quite easy to pick as well. Um, so we have another round from Denmark. We have Better Days from Hong Kong. <clears throat> we have Collective, which is the documentary uh, feature from Romania. We have uh, the man who sold his skin from Tunisia, and then we have so normally uh, I write something like that. So because that's just an awesome title. So. Yeah, uh, we have um, Kuvedis Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina as well. Tell me what you told a, me about that movie. Uh, which one? Um, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. About another round. Tell me what you said about it. Oh, um, it's a film made for uh, the British in general, actually. It won the BAFTA, uh, taken, uh, taken away from uh, Minari. And in the speech, uh, director um, Thomas Vinterberg said, it, it's very typical for the British Academy to vote for a film that's all about drinking. It's right up my street. Another <laughs> round is all about drinking. It's a fantastic, fantastic idea. I... Do you know what? I'm going to drink right now to another round. Because that is my pick. <laughs> That's my pick. So I'm going to have a drink to another round. So dilly dilly. Nice. Dilly um, dilly. Yeah, three of us, Yumi and Dan, all went for another round. Brandon, um, in keeping with uh, his ever so slight deviation, and it's a clever tactic. He's uh, He's gone for, um, he's actually gone for another picture. But he's gone for better days um, from Hong another Kong. round's the only one I've ever heard of, so I always just go pick what I ever heard yeah. of. You know, so I picked the two. Yeah, so um, I mean, the the one that's likely to push another round and that could cause an upset is um, is the war drama from Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is Kuvedis uh, Aida. Um, that one is um, being tipped to cause a possible upset. It has been uh, talked about quite a bit, but I think this will go to another round. Uh, it beat Minari for the BAFTA for uh, film in a foreign language, which is what this award used to be called at the Oscars until a couple of years ago as well, before they changed it to international film. But yeah, so um, with with another round beating Minari, then I think that cemented it to, to likely win the Oscar. And uh, and I will have a drink to them because it's a fan, it's a really funny film, actually. Cheers. It's a really fun film. Um, with a, with it's a series of subtitles, right? Hmm? You said it was subtitles, right? Yeah, it's all in Danish. It's got Mad Mickelson. Um, uh, it's all in Danish, but it is uh, subtitles, and it is yeah, it's good fun. It is good fun. So, all right, cool. Um, Jeez, everyone's going nuts for that movie. So, <laughs> is he like a zany kind of guy? He's gonna win, and he's gonna like climb on the chairs like the guy from Italy. That's 
<laughs> Hopefully he'll show up drunk too. So. so we have the two awards next for music, beginning with original score. So original score, we've got um, we've got The Five Bloods from uh, which is the uh, the only this is the only nomination The Five Bloods got, uh, which is another Netflix film, which includes Chadwick Boseman in it. Uh, I think they thought it was going to get nominated for more, but it only got score nomination. You've got um, Mank. You've got Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Interestingly, you've got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross against themselves because they scored for both Mank and for Soul, uh, along with John Baptiste and Soul as well. Um, yeah, I That's think. Awesome. Yeah, guy what, from Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they have been sweeping the award season. All four of us have gone for Soul on this one. Uh, and they have been sweeping the awards season. It's won everything. Um, I, re I actually really like Minari's score, personally. I thought this was one that I would have liked to have seen Minari win. Um, and Manx's score was good, but Seoul has swept the awards, and it'll take this one, too, quite comfortably. And, and I like that uh, Trent Reznor said, thank you, uh, in, his, in one of his, I think it was the Golden Globes acceptance speech when they won this, and he said, thank you for um, giving me um, a job where I can actually show my work to my kids. <laughs> So, yeah, I was, I was like, that's really cool. So, um, yeah. So, cool. um, yeah, then we head on to um, Best Original Song as well, where you've got the uh, the nominees are uh, Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Hear My Voice from The Trial in the Chicago, the Trial of the Chicago 7, uh, Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, uh, IOC or Scene from The Life Ahead, and speak now one night in Miami. And we've all kind of, uh, well, um, you have gone for, you've gone for Hear My Voice from, no, sorry, Dan's gone for Hear My Voice from the Charlie Chicago 7. You've gone for IOC from, uh, Scene from The Life Ahead, haven't you? I have. Um, yeah, and then Brandon and I have both gone for Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Uh, it's not my favourite of all the songs. My my favourite is the one that Dan went with, uh, Hear My Voice from the Charlotte Chicago 7. I actually really, really like that song. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I just think with a double nomination uh, for both acting and this song, this is the place where Leslie Odom Jr. is going to be rewarded. I hope um, so. You know, that's who yeah. I want to win, but, I, you know... That um, Diane Warren wrote the song for Laura Pacina, and they won. Yes, Diane Warren is obviously so uh, uh, That's why I picked that, a so. legend. Um, Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest um, has received a big push from Netflix, you know, and uh, and it could actually be a spoiler in this whole category. It could be the one that um, that that sort of um, takes it away. And like you've just said, Diane Warren, you know, we shouldn't discount IOC from seeing. She actually won the Golden Globe in this category um, from the life ahead. Um, it's won two awards this season. Um, like, uh, but I I would love to see, hear my voice from the trial of Chicago 7 take this award. But I think One Night in Miami will take it. So that's the one I've gone for. But again, I don't know that for sure. You know, that's just the one I've gone for. It's the, it's the feeling I get. So... So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, we're heading into... The big boys. The four big boys at the end. So, beginning with achievement in directing. So, uh, we have um, Thomas Vinterberg from Another Round, the Danish um, international picture. We have David Fincher from Mank. 
We have Lee Isaac Chung from Minari. We have Chloe Zhao from Nomadland and Emerald Fennell from Promising Young Woman. The first time ever in Oscars history that two women have been nominated at the same awards, which is long, long, long overdue. Um, well done to both of those women. It could have been three because I think... Um, I think uh, Regina King from One Night in Miami was unfortunate to miss out. Um, uh, I mean, that said, Aaron Sorkin from Trial of Chicago 7 was also unfortunate to miss out. This was a really, really good category this year. And, you know, the five people that are nominated all deserve it. But, I, I mean, they do say that Thomas Vinterberg possibly just took it from Aaron Sorkin because of the international voters branch um, looking overseas. And, like I say, Regina King was unfortunate to miss out. But I think Emerald Fennell took that because they do prefer a writer-director to an actress-turned-director uh, at the Academy. So, but, yeah, Chloe Zhao, um, I think, well, in fact, Brandon has actually gone for Lee Isaac Chung from Minari. So Brandon's, Brandon's picked Minari for this one. Uh, you, myself, uh, and Dan yeah. have all gone for Chloe Zhao, and she will be the first uh, first woman of colour to win this award. Um, she's the first woman of colour to be nominated for this award, I believe. Um, and, yeah, uh, she will only be the second female director in history behind um, The Hurt Locker. In, was it Catherine? What's her name? I can't remember. Catherine? Oh, why don't I know this? Um, yeah, she won it in 2010. Um, uh, Catherine Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow, wasn't it? In 2010, is the only female director to have ever won an Oscar so far. I think um, it's for diversity, so yeah. Hey, Jack, welcome, welcome. Hey, so, yeah, uh, a lot of people here, welcome, guys. Um, I just think No Man Lad's gonna win Best Picture, spoiler alert. And I think it's usually director, Best Picture. Go hand in hand. So, but not always the yes. case. Not always the case, right? We talked about this before. I remember. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but I, I do agree that I think Chloe Zhao is going to win this one. Um, and and she, her directing is is great. I mean, Emerald Fennell's directing is fantastic as well. Um, Chloe Zhao's swept the award season already. Um, I mean, I'm going to say this right. Last year for 1917. Um, you know, 1917 best had taken Best Director at every single awards, but then everything kind of turned on its head in the in the that sort of two week run up between the Baftas and the Oscars. Everything kind of spun on its head, and the push uh, and the amount of love that the Academy gave to Parasite obviously turned everything on its head. Yes. And, um, and so we shouldn't forget what happened last year with 1917 losing to Parasite uh, in Best Director, which was probably the shock of the night at the time. That said, I don't see that. I don't see history repeating itself this year. Um, okay. Yeah, no other pictures hold seem to be sec. having that. We get that good shot of that. Hold on, hold on a sec. Okay, Did so yeah, I don't see history repeating itself. I, I, I think Chloe Zhao will will keep winning this uh, director category like she has done the entire award season because I don't think any other picture is having that surge this year that Parasite had last last uh, last year. So, so yeah, I think Chloe Zhao's got this uh nailed on so so we'll see you see these clips next year we'll, we'll see the recaps next year well we'll see on monday night as well on monday night yes the recap. pull the yeah. recaps too funny oh i'm nervous i do I, I just love your your videos so you know what i'm i'm all i'm always nervous every year too i don't know and i i think i i'm, I'm pretty confident this year like i'm gonna get a lot of these right i don't know <laughs> I don't know. It just seems very cut and dry this year. I don't know. 
We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, God, it'll be very interesting to see where this goes this year. Um, what are we on? Like now? I say, there's there's a there's a few that are um, nailed on, and there's a few that are not so nailed on. Um, the right. next category, and this one will be very interesting to see what happens here. So, um, actor in a leading role, best actor, okay. where you've got Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal. You've got the late, great Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, you've got Anthony, Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> yeah, you've got Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins for The Father. If sorry. I could use it, I could use it. You've got uh, Gary Oldman in Mank. Um, and you've got Stephen Yeun in Minari. Of course, Gary Oldman has already won this award for um for the darkest hour uh, um, a couple of years ago uh anthony hopkins the oldest um the oldest best director nominee i believe at the age of 83 um and he's uh back to back nominated because he was nominated for um was it the two popes last year so um yeah so that's quite interesting but um yeah we have all gone for well no okay this is the this is the one that surprised me, Brandon, and we said we said all night he's been deviating. He's he's actually changed his tact here because Brandon always has a history of going with his heart, and if there's anything Star Wars or anything Avengers or Black Panther or any of the Marvel kind of franchise, Brandon's all over that. And I really thought Brandon would have gone with Chadwick Boseman, you know, sort of his Black Panther uh, actor, even though this isn't a Black Panther movie. I just really thought Brandon would have gone with Chadwick. Brandon went with Stephen Young from Minari. I'm shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Brandon shocked. went with Stephen Young from Minari. Um, did he? Brandon, did you make a mistake? <laughs> is that a mistake? Here he is. Brandon, Brandon's here. It's all right. I know moderator. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, you tell did him, you make a mistake? You could put a gun to my head. I'm not being me. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because I'll get messed up. You In a million years, I would not pick. He wouldn't pick Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I am, I am shocked as well. So uh, Kay has gone with Chadwick Boseman here. Um, let's have a look. Um, Jonathan Chong has said he's stuck between Riz Ahmed and Chad. Yeah. Um, uh, they, do you know what? They all put in great performances in this one. Um, so Dan and Rob and I have all gone for Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I was actually torn on this one. And the reason well, I was Dan torn is because, so. is because um, Sir Anthony Hopkins won the BAFTA uh, two weeks ago, which absolutely blew this category doors open He was open great again. in The Father. I'll give it to him. He was and fantastic. Gary Oldman was great, father. too. He's a great actor. Yeah, Gary Oldman is, is, is fantastic. <laughs> I don't think this is Gary Oldman's standout performance. It's yeah. not as strong as The Darkest Hour. Um, and Riz Ahmed, I thought, was really good in Sound of Metal as well. Stephen Young was great in uh minari he's the first asian american to be nominated in this category i believe um but yeah so um i, I do think while anthony hopkins won the bafta and i would love to see anthony hopkins take this i really would i'd be i'd be over the moon if anthony hopkins won this um i do think chadwick boseman looks to just about have enough to take this uh trophy uh obviously he tragically passed away of cancer aged 43 yeah. last so. august um and, and if he does win this, he will follow Peter Finch from Network in 1976 as being the only previous 
post Thomas winner in this category. Um, and it, it's that's only surprising. the seven. That's surprising. That there's only one other person that passed away. There's only one. There, there, well, there's only there's only one post Thomas best actor winner, and that's too and fancy. Heath Ledger. Post Thomas. Yeah, he, what is it? Oh, Heath Ledger too. Yes. Yeah, Heath Ledger took. Uh, supporting actor posthumously Lee for, for okay. his role as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but there's only been seven male posthumous nominees in history. Um, and um, and then there's been one female in the, in only the second ever Oscars, I think, there was a female posthumous um, nominee as well. But yeah, Brandon so. Said, no mistake me. All right, buddy. I'm just kidding. I'm I just definitely kidding. chose Stephen Young. I'm shocked. Young. Oh, I'm shocked. I I was I nearly fell off my chair when I read that. I was like, oh my God, like you know, but but no, that, that's that's cool, Brandon. That's cool. And Stephen Young did put in a great performance. Like I say, he's the first first Asian American to be nominated in this category. Um, I do think um, I do think Chadwick Boseman is going to take this one. I I want to see. Yeah, heart says Sir Anthony Hopkins. Head says Chadwick Boseman. That's that's where I'm at with this category. Love it. Now the tougher one to call. And, uh, yeah, the tougher one to call. And you know what? Again, I haven't actually predicted this one either yet. Which um, one is this? Actress in a leading role. I'm going to live pick this one as well right now. Live. So yeah. it, This is the most difficult category there is. So. Actress I, I, in a leading role. I know the role. two, but you got to flip So it Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Francis McDormand, uh, M- yeah, sorry, Francis McDormand for Nomadland. And Kerry Mulligan for Promising. You gave Young. me chills there, Adam. That was so good. Oh, it's, I mean, if you picture the scene, right? Los Angeles, 1969, right? A young actress in her first lead role, a musical biopic, and a, a, a veteran legend and two-time Oscar winner, and they were up against each other, and it's a tie, was what uh, Ingrid Berg, uh, Bergman exclaimed. So Barbara Streisand for Funny Girl and Catherine Hepburn for uh, The Lion and Winter had both been announced as the winner of Best Actress. It was the first and only occurrence of such a tie in this category back in 1969. I'm not saying we're going to see a tie this year, but if it was ever going to happen again... How rare is a tie? It's, it's rare, isn't year. it? It's oh, rare, it's, yeah, right? very rare, yeah. Uh, very, How many very times rare. has it happened? Well, like... Uh, Just like the one the, time? Yeah, the, the one and only time in this category is... Um, yeah, it was 1969, so... Um, well, we, we, so, I want to yeah, put it out... Um, hold on, hold on. I want to put it out here. If by freak chance it's a tie tonight or tomorrow on Sunday, we both, like, if it's a tie that we both get a point, I want to rule well, that if, right here. If, I mean, if they say it's a tie... And let's say, for for argument's sake, you called McDormand and I called... I've, I've not picked one yet, so I'm just going to say Vanessa Kirby off the top of my head. And if they if the tie was between McDormand and Viola Davis, then you would get the point. I wouldn't because I didn't pick either of the two that were tied. So it, it, it depends on who's tied. Um, yeah, Grace has said, hardest category this year. So, yeah, Viola Davis has won the SAG. Andrew Day shocked everyone and blew this category wide open as well by winning the Golden Globe when she was the she was the the, the least favorite of the whole category. Frances McDormand won the BAFTA, and uh, Kerry Mulligan won the Critics' Choice and the Spirit as well. So yeah, um, I'm not saying this is going to be a tie, 
But if it was ever going to happen, this is the year for it to happen uh, since then. Um, I mean, we don't have a clear front runner for this category because all four per, uh, precursors have, have gone to four different actresses. Uh, and not since the last time that that actually happened um, was in the supporting actress race of 2007 have we had <laughs> this kind of split. So, um, so, yeah, it's really made for an exciting season. I think, okay, it, oh, sorry, this is the first time in 50 years that two black actresses have been in the best actress race as well. It's uh, worth, worth nominating, long overdue. Um, but yeah, so you have gone for, Rob, who did you go for? You went for McDormand, didn't you? I did. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it's either Viola Davis or Frances McDormand. Dan has gone for Frances McDormand as well. Brandon has gone for Vanessa Kirby. Now I tell you who I want to see this again. I'm a bit torn, like uh, like in the leading actor. My heart says Carrie Mulligan. I thought her performance in Promising Young Woman she deserves all these women deserve yeah. it. Like Kimmy said, they all deserve it. So good. She it, was she was yeah. just so good. She like I never heard of Carrie Mulligan ever. Like I, I I never heard of her. I saw that movie. I'm like wow. Like and then she was on Saturday Night Live here in the states here. She's yeah. uh, she's really good. She's uh, she's just such a clever. It's such a great movie. So obviously, I really want just to pick her to win, but she, her time may come in in the future. But yeah, I really want Kerry Mulligan to win this award. My I didn't go with who I wanted to win. I think I, I went with who I yeah. I think no, I think they're going to pick. That's what I want. I'm going with my head, and I've gone for Viola Davis. I just think the Academy will pick Viola Davis. She is the most nominated black actress in history. And I went with Frances McDormand. Use that you clip. went with Frances McDormand. So, yeah, two recent Oscar winners. Obviously, Frances McDormand won for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, a couple of years ago. And, uh, and Viola Oscars Davis won supporting her. actress for Fences. Years ago. That's why I yeah, went with so. her. She won, it's like a lot of times, like, I, I don't think I've ever picked her, to be honest with you, but she always wins. She always seems to win. And, like, this is the year I think they're going to, Nomadland, if anyone's going to be oh, the clear winner, it's going to be Nomadland this year. The, you could use the reason I think McDormand might not take this is because she only won. Was it two years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago. And I don't. I don't know if the Academy will want to see her win again that that soon. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, so I don't know. That's why I'm going to go with Davis. That's that's it. I've just called that live on air. What is uh, Viola Davis? What was she in? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Thank you. That's Thank you, Gibby. Sorry. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Thank you for saying that. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Voiceover provided by Kim. Kimmy's awesome. <laughs> How's Kimmy's okay. picks? How do they look overall? Uh, you know what? I've not even looked at Kimmy's picks oh, yet. So right. we'll uh, I will we'll I will be adding them uh, in. So uh, Grace says, I picked Francis, but I think you're right. Academy voters are made up of a lot of side voters. I think I picked wrong. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Grace this is the beauty of this is the Oscars always, always, always throws up a surprise. And that particular category is going to be the most exciting of the night because, because nobody knows who's going to win it. We could all be wrong. Uh, Brandon could be right and get, get uh, Vanessa Kirby. You know, all of us could be wrong and, and, and Kerry Mulligan could get it. Um, Kim does say you are always welcome, Rob. Um, so Oscars tie six times in history, uh, says Grace. Uh, they'll be for various categories though, Grace, I'm assuming. So, so, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We head now to the best picture, the, the, the big one at the end, which is eight pictures, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is not one of them. All right, so, so it could um, be a potential. Uh, yeah, well, hold on. We'll say goodbye to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's do this. Um, it could be a potential of 10 every year now, right? Which is, I, I'll be yeah, honest, so, I hate when it's 10. <laughs> I just don't yeah, like it. I just don't like um, it. Yeah, it, it was, it used to be a maximum of five up until 2010, and they expanded this category. Um, so, uh, yeah, you have now um, eight films this year, and sometimes there's nine, sometimes there's seven, you know. Um, yeah, we've got eight this year, which are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Mank is the big uh, nominee. Um, yeah, real 10. quick, hold on a sec. Let's. I, I'm just curious. I want you to rate your favorite to least favorite best picture. Go ahead. From this okay. Yeah, oh wow. So I might need curious. to think about that for a moment. I might need to think about that for a moment. So. Um, what I will say is Mank is the, the 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 clear front runner with ten nominees. You've got six films with six nominees apiece, and then and then the one that's propping them up is Promising Young Woman, which only has five. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah does have six, but can only win five. Your personal favorite from top to bottom. Go. Um, okay, my personal favorite. Oh, this is so hard. Uh, I'm going to do it off. I want me to go first. I'll go first. <clears throat> I'll go. Go, go on, you go first. My personal favorite movie of the year. This is not what I picked, too. Trial of Chicago 7 was my favorite. My second favorite one, I'm going to say, was probably Judas and the Black Messiah. That's my second. Third one was Promising Young Woman. Those are like, those are kind of a tie. Um, I'm going to say after that, Mank, Sound of Metal, The Father. Wow. Nomad Land. Look how low I put this. And Minaria. That's Minaria. my list of yeah. in my order. Like just off the top of my head, did I pick Trial of Chicago Seven? I did not. So quick. Okay. I, want, I, I just want your first thing because we've we've been my, talking about. This okay, my, my favorite. My favorite would be not yes, what you want to right. win. What you like? No, the no, best. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ranking them. My favorite would be Trial of Chicago Seven. Nice. My second favorite would be Promising Young Woman. Okay. Then the father. Okay, I know you like that. Then I think I would go with um Sound of Metal fourth. Nomadland fifth. Ooh. Judas and the Black Messiah sixth, Manx seventh, and Minari eighth. That would be, yeah. Um, and that's not to say I dislike Minari because actually I know you don't like Minari that that much. Um, I like it. But yeah, I, you know, I mean, favorite. yeah, this is, uh, I mean, there's so many good movies on offer this year and, and, and I do think that all of them are good. They're not, they're not blockbusters, they're not classics, but they are good, solid films. I mean, often the best picture ones, um, often the best picture ones are, are uh, a lot of them are indie films. They're not always the big, this is why the Oscars actually tried to bring in another award um, a couple of years ago called Best Popular Film, which I think would be like your, your, your Marvel films and, you know, your big blockbusters. Um, but, yeah, so um, Mank is the one to beat in terms of the number of nominations. I think a bit like The Irishman last year, uh, I think it's going to be beaten comfortably. You know what's weird? Um, like, that got the most nominations, right? Or no. Yeah. That, but, like, zero buzz on that movie. Zero. No, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, Minari actually deserves more than it's going to get because it's, I mean, it's it's certainly no classic, but it is a good feel-good film and it's got good acting and good directing in it. But I just, I don't think it'll win much. Um, the Father is really clever and it takes the audience on a really uncomfortable trip um, from the perspective of somebody suffering with with dementia and, uh, and Alzheimer's. And, uh, and Sound of Metal takes the audience on a similar uncomfortable trip with the audio. Um, the Father, I think, is the better of the two, like I've just ranked them. Judas and the Black Messiah is really powerful, and uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 is the, the one I want to win, uh, like I say, but it's not the one I've gone for either. Um, Trial of the Chicago 7 did win the top prize at the Screen Actors Guild uh, Awards, but I'm, I'm iffy on it winning the Oscars because, like, you, like we said earlier on, Aaron Sorkin couldn't land a director nomination. Uh, and the film uh, isn't assured of a win in any other category. I think Trial of Chicago 7 could actually win nothing, which would, which would be tragic. Um, That's why it voted for that so. one category. I think they're going to give it one. That's all they're going to get. Yeah. Um, Hold on a yeah, second. If, if it wins anything, it'll win editing. This is going to uh, be embarrassing if I don't do it. Ready? Interestingly. Uh, hold on. I think sh- Trial of Chicago 7 is just going to win one award. You can use that one <laughs> too. So. <laughs> Uh, good, you do your bite. Good. If trial, I think trial of the Chicago Seven could win absolutely nothing, which would be tragic. But I think it could win nothing. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Do you know what? And interestingly, only three films have ever won Best Picture without picking up a single other award on the night. Uh, but the last time that actually happened was 1935's Mutiny on the Bounty. So oh, that's the last time. What? The last time a film won Best Picture without picking up a single other award all night was in 1935 for Mutiny on the Bounty. I love your facts. That's awesome. So uh, Promising Young Woman is extremely clever. And I think if Nomadland Nomadland doesn't win this, the one to push it all the way and possibly take it is Promising Young uh, young Woman. I'm going to say two and three, those... Promising Young Woman and Judas and the Black Messiah, which I was so surprised. I really liked that those two were like almost tied for second and third for me. So. Now, we have um, divided in pub talk uh, as to our, our winners. You and I have both picked Nomadland again. Um, Dan's gone with The Father. You could have let me pick, say my pick, by the way, for Best Picture, but that's it. <laughs> I picked... Go on, Rob. What did you pick? For Best Picture, I picked Nomadland. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> I'm going for the sound bites. That's all. Um, okay. Looking out for you. Dan has picked. Yes. Dan has picked the father. And I don't Brandon has picked. Win. I really don't think. No. It's win. Sorry, Brandon. Um, Brandon has picked Judas and the Black Messiah. Who picked that? Brandon picked and Judas who, and the who Black was Messiah. The one before that, would you say for the father? Uh, Dan picked the father. That was Dan. Okay. Yeah. I really like that movie. Brandon picked Judas and the Black Messiah. I have also man. gone with. I think Best Picture is going to go for uh, going to go to Nomadland. Um, Kimmy has picked Nomadland. Kay Atwood has picked uh, has picked Promising Young Woman. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Seen Kay, have you um, have you have you nominate have you picked a. a a winner for each category if, uh, like if, if so email it across to rob and we'll add you to our spreadsheet if anyone else wants to enter for the big prize it's from i was just looking right go ahead anything else i, I didn't see grace's uh pick grace's pick I, 
I think uh, let's have a look. The whole time I'll look now. Grace, no, the last time Grace caught oh, on New World. Okay, Bon Jovi was nominated. Okay, um, yeah, so it didn't win. Okay, so she's talking about Bon Jovi. Uh, no, I've not seen. Um, I've not seen Grace pick her best picture yet. Uh, I know she's emailed it to me. Uh, Nomadland, there you go. She's gone with Nomadland. So, yeah. There's just so uh, much hype on that movie. I think it's going to win. So, Kay says okay. she has not picked all the categories. Well, Grace, if you want, she could still enter as of tonight, right? She could send it out. Um, Grace has entered. Kay, yeah, Kay can I'm saying, still. I'm enter. sorry. Kay, if Kay wants to yeah. enter, I'm sorry, Grace. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we have like a, what is it, like an 18 to 20 minute long video coming yes. up in a few minutes. And so, if you can get. If you can get your predictions in by the time that video's ended, you know, by all means, do so. Um, Kimmy says, my heart wants trial or promising young woman uh, to win, but I think Nomadland will nick it. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I think what, that's a... Great stream, buddy. Great. I love... This is one of my favorite ones. So good. Thank you, buddy. Is the third year we've done this? Yeah. This is the third year. This is the third year. So uh, there's the... Uh, the third statuette is up for grabs. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who takes that this year. Uh, Grace, I think between Adam's Land and Rob Fuzz and me, we have seventeen or eighteen of the same picks. That's probably about yeah. That's probably right, Grace. And that, and we that, and that's what wins year. it though. Like it's these. It's it's definitely it's the weird part. Like these main categories doesn't seal it for us. It's the obscure stuff that helps you go over the top. So it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, like like I touched on earlier in the show. There was 24 categories, and I got 20 of them. Rob got 19, and Grace got 18. So that's how close the three of us were last year. Um, it's going to be fun. And, yeah, Dan and Brandon were both bringing up the rear with 11 last year. So uh, I'm hoping they make it into the teens at least this year. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we all get on. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I do think, though, that – you know I say I hope they make the teens. I mean, obviously, I hope I get 23 out of 23, but it's not going to happen. Um, you get 23 of the 23, you'll be the ultimate god. But <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Adam, I'll tell you what, if there's a year to do it, this is the year to do it. This is the year to get all 23 right. Totally. I mean, yeah, totally. it's last year was a lot easier because I think everything was just nailed on, you know, and there were a couple of surprises. Obviously, like we say, 1917, not taking director was, was one that kind of uh, messed it up for us. And I think. I think we both went for 1917 for best picture, didn't we? And then Parasite took it. So yeah, we did. We went yeah, so time. you know that was that was two yeah. of the four that I lost there, and the big ones at the end. Yeah, um, yeah this year not everything is is a shoe in. There's there's a few categories where the ones that we think are going to take it could actually. You never know with the Oscars. You never know. I'm no, well that's it. You never know with the Oscars. Yeah. So All right. you know, I mean. I, I, I was convinced La La Land was going to win a few years ago, and, and I was celebrated when La La Land won, and then it didn't win. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah. I hear you. All right, let's get out of here. Any other closing marks before the end of the night? No no host again this year. I saw that. They just got to put that out. So No host, yeah. I, I, I lo I'd love the Oscars to bring a host back. Maybe this year isn't the year to do it, because, I mean, this year is no. going to be very, very different. Obviously, it's not all just in the – in the Dolby Theatre. I'm glad they're not doing it all virtually like the Golden Globes. You know, I'm glad that they are doing a live in-person uh, event. They're obviously hosting it at two venues for the first time in a long time that it's been at two venues. Um, it's the first time ever that it's been held at um, Union Station, the iconic Union Station in Los Angeles, which I think um, 
they did actually uh, I did see yesterday I didn't I didn't grab a screen grab of it but uh, I saw yesterday a mock-up of of their COVID friendly set that they're planning on using at Union Station um, yeah so it's uh, it's very very different <laughs> very different and I think this is going to be an Oscars like no other I do think that yeah. this is going to be an Oscars like no other um, I can not wait to see it go back to the old traditional format though everything in the Dolby Theatre everyone mingle close together hopefully COVID will be a thing of the um of the past by then and um and I, I i long to see a host again like someone like jimmy kimmel again i think was fantastic hosting i, I like i like jimmy kimmel's those too yeah all right let's plug our show for monday and we'll plug if you want to do anything else with your channel and then, we'll, then we'll, you know adam made an amazing video showing all this different stuff i'm going to show it it's about 18 minutes we'll come back and say goodbye and then uh, we'll, we'll call the night so go ahead adam if you want to plug the other streams so yeah, so uh, you're about to see a video that is on my channel. So even though you're going to watch it here, guys, you know, even if you just pop onto my channel and give it a, a like or add, add a comment to it, that's appreciated. Otherwise, stay tuned for um, Sunday. I will be dropping my Oscars top ten. Uh, it's going to be in the same, a similar format to what you're about to see in a minute. So stay tuned for my Oscars top ten on Sunday. Um, I will premiere that. I'm not sure at what time yet, but just stay tuned. You'll you'll see the notification. Um, and then on Sunday evening, I'm probably going to go live. I say Sunday evening UK, so it'll be sort of uh, afternoon Eastern time or early afternoon Pacific time. Um, I'm probably going to go live and just do a little bit of kind of the Oscars build up, the Oscars hype sort of coverage. Um, yeah, really, really, really excited for Sunday. I can't wait. Uh, Kim and I have both taken Monday off work because obviously by the time the Oscars finishes over here, you're looking at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. So we've both taken Monday off work. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so Monday, obviously, on uh, my channel on Adam's Land, we will be doing another pub talk and it will be the um, the Oscars reaction and recap where we will discuss all the events of the night. We will uh, maybe discuss some of the uh, the best and worst dressed you know, and some of the red carpet um, sort of highlights. We will, of course, discuss the awards that were presented. Um, yeah, and and we will see who in pub talk and who of our amazing pub regulars has won the uh, the prizes. And, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it is. It is going to be fun. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, because I've won the first two, I'm going to be absolutely gutted. I'm going to say it now. I'll be gutted if I lose <laughs> because it's eight minutes. I'll be gutted if you win. How's that? <laughs> Kim, Kim was like before Kim was doing a prediction. She was like, "Oh, the pressure!" And I was, "It's only a bit of fun." And I walked downstairs going, "I hope I bloody win because." <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be close because, like I say, there's there's nothing guaranteed in some of these in some of these awards this year, and and some of these close run ones are just going to make or break our, our ballots so yeah Very cool. but i'm excited that's the fun of it it's just it's all a bit of fun and um we've got the trophies lined up for whoever wins we've got the bar mats lined up for for people as well so um yeah yeah if so. vipers try to call me i'm live buddy <laughs> i don't know if you want to come <laughs> on or not <laughs> too funny all right so let's watch this amazing video uh it's on adam's channel of course we're going to be there Check it out. Don't forget, check out Adam's channel. He's incredible. And his daughter, uh, Ebony, their channels is Adam's Land on YouTube and Ebony's little channel. Check out two amazing channels. And 
We're going to be live, like you said, uh, be Sunday, he said, and then Monday, we're going to do the recap. Four o'clock Monday, is that what we're doing? Um, we'll confer- It'll either be three or four o'clock on, on Monday. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we'll good. we'll check in with Dan and uh, and see what works with Dan as well. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, let's show this amazing video. If you don't know these movies or anything, um, watch this amazing video. You did a great recap, and uh, we'll be back. Thanks, we'll guys. Cheers. With less than one week to go before the 93rd Annual Academy Awards Ceremony, I'm sure many of you by now will know which of the films were fortunate enough to receive Oscars nods this year. With that being said, I often get people telling me that they have not heard of some of the pictures in contention. And so, with that in mind, in a bid to bring you all up to speed, here is a breakdown of the top pictures that received Academy Award nominations this year. Another of the streaming giants, Amazon Studios, scored a formidable 12 nominations, and leading the haul for Amazon is a picture they campaigned hard for, Darius Marder's Sound of Metal. That campaign paid off with the film also scooping a robust six nominations. Sound of Metal is a hard-hitting and at times uncomfortable drama which follows a heavy metal drummer whose life is thrown into freefall when he begins to lose his hearing. Riz Ahmed is in the running for Best Actor, while Paul Racy gets a nod for Supporting Actor. As well as nominations for Achievement in Film Editing and Best Original Screenplay, the picture is hotly tipped to win the award for Achievement in Sound. Another of the Best Picture nominees with six total nods is The Father, which boasts the oldest ever Best Actor nominee for Sir Anthony Hopkins, aged 83. This is his second nomination in back-to-back years. Sir Anthony plays the character of another Anthony, an 80-year-old mischievous, defiant character, living alone and rejecting the carers that his daughter Anne encouragingly introduces. Yet help is also becoming a necessity for Anne, as she can't make the daily visits to him anymore, and Anthony's grip on reality is unravelling. As well as receiving nominations for Best Adapted Screenplay, Production Design and Film Editing, the film's sixth nod sees Olivia Colman competing in the Supporting Actress category in a wide-open race that includes the return of Olivia Colman versus Glenn Close, who has picked up one of the two nominations given to Netflix's Hillbilly Elegy. In doing so, Close has received her eighth career Oscar nomination, although she is still yet to win that elusive and most coveted prize. All eyes will be on this race to see if she can finally claim the win. The other nomination for Hillbilly Elegy is in the makeup and hairstyling category. The likeliest supporting actress winner, however, and the winner of the BAFTA for the same category, is wily Korean movie star Yoo Jung Yoon, who plays the grandmother in our next Best Picture nominee, Lee Isaac Chung's rural family saga, Minari. Minari follows a Korean-American family who moved to an Arkansas farm in search of its own American dream. Amidst the challenges of their new life in the strange and rugged Ozarks, they discover the undeniable resilience of family and what really makes a home. While this picture may not be the frontrunner in the Best Picture race, the mature performance from a seven-year-old Alan S. Kim, who unfortunately missed out on the supporting actor nod, is a joy to behold, and his on-screen chemistry with Yoo Jung-yoon is a heartwarming watch. Writer-director Lee Isaac Chung gets two bites at the Oscars cherry, as he finds himself nominated in both the directing category and for Best Original Screenplay. Minari has also landed a Best Actor spot for Steven Yeun, the first Asian-American to place in that category. Completing its nominations hall, the film is also nominated for Best Original Score. 
Despite the formidable campaigns by streaming entities and the usual healthy outcome for Netflix, three movies that have been coming on strong ever since their late February openings are from theatrical distributors. The previously mentioned Florian Zeller's play-turned film The Father from Sony Pictures Classics, Nomadland starring Francis McDormand from Searchlight, and Shaka... The sixth picture nominee to score six total nominations this year is Chloe Zhao's road odyssey, Nomadland, which follows a woman in her 60s who, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Zhao is the first woman of colour to earn a directing nod, and she's also the first woman to score four nominations in a single year, as along with directing and Best Picture nods for producing the picture, Zhao also receives nominations for writing in Best Adapted Screenplay and for achievement in film editing, having edited the picture herself. Zhao has been sweeping the major awards groups and is expected to win Best Director, and if she is successful, would become only the second female Best Director winner after Catherine Bigelow. Ticking several key Oscars boxes in addressing economic and environmental issues, as well as ageing, grieving, loneliness, spirituality, self-sufficiency and identity, Nomadland is already the Venice Golden Lion, the TIFF People's Choice, the Golden Globes and Critics' Choice Drama winner, and remains the frontrunner to win Best Picture, even without a SAG Ensemble cast. The film is an anomaly as it boasts a non-professional cast opposite two-time Oscar winner Frances McDormand, who also produced the movie, and in doing so, becomes the first woman to get Best Picture and Best Actress nods for the same film. Joshua James Richards completes the film's nominations with a cinematography nod. Bringing up the rear of the eight Best Picture nods, another film with just three nominations, and leading the race for Best Animated Feature Film this year, is Disney Pixar's Soul, which also landed nods for Best Original Score and Achievement in Sound, but missed a deserved recognition for Best Original Screenplay. Pixar creative director Pete Docter has now notched a record four animated feature nominations, while in the score category, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross find themselves in direct competition with themselves, having been nominated in the same category for Mank. Soul has taken this award at the Golden Globes and the BAFTAs, and looks the most likely to win in two of the three categories it is up for at the Oscars. Like Soul, another film is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which, like Promising Young Woman, receives five nods in total. Showcasing the tensions that arise when trailblazing blues singer Ma Rainey and her band gather at a recording studio in Chicago in 1927, the adaptation of August Wilson's stage play to screen also scores nominations for achievement in costume design and makeup and hairstyling. The late great Chadwick Boseman scores a Best Actor nod in his final performance, while his larger-than-life co-star, Viola Davis, becomes the most nominated black actress in history and completes the film's nods with a Best Actress nomination. Boseman has been the frontrunner throughout the awards season to win, in a category that makes him the seventh male performer to earn a post-Thomas nomination, but with Sir Anthony Hopkins pipping him to the Best Actor BAFTA award, the race has been blown wide open. As up for awards are previous Oscar winners. In the Best Director's race, four out of the five nominees were Directors Guild of America members. However, as often happens, the internationally tipped Directors branch looked overseas and to Denmark's Thomas Vinterberg, director of Another Round, who it is said took the fifth director nod away from the trial of the Chicago 7 director Aaron Sorkin. This is Vinterberg's 12th feature film and his first nomination to date. Another Round follows four high school teachers, who consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives, and as well as a nod for directing, the film is nominated for one other award, being the favourite for Best International Feature Film. 
It beat Minari to the BAFTA award for best film in a foreign language, which has only thrown more weight behind its bid for Oscar's glory. With one nomination apiece, and both in the leading actress category, are the Netflix drama Pieces of a Woman and the musical biopic The United States vs. Billie Holiday. The United States vs. Billie Holiday follows Holiday during her career, as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by black federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she had a tumultuous affair. It stars Andrew Day, who blew the awards season race wide open with a shot win at the Golden Globes for her portrayal as Billie Holiday, and that race hasn't slowed down since, with Viola Davis scooping the leading actress prize at the SAG Awards, and Frances McDormand taking home the Best Actress Award at the BAFTAs. Along with promising young woman's Kerry Mulligan, looking to get in on the Best Actress Awards action is Pieces of a Woman star Vanessa Kirby, who plays a young mother whose home birth ends in heartbreaking and unfathomable tragedy. The story sees her undergo an odyssey of mourning and emotional fallout that fractures relationships as she learns to live alongside her loss, and Kirby's hard-hitting performance has earned her the final Best Actress nod in a category which will be hotly contested. The final screenplay nominee, and another original and adapted screenplay, but that is not to diminish or devalue the remaining Academy Awards and the many other contenders in consideration for these. However. If I were to discuss all of the categories and each of the pictures in contention, the awards themselves would have already been presented by the time I finished. With that being said, with four more pictures up for more than one award, it would be remiss of me to fail to at least give them a mention, and they are the films of Tenet, Mulan, Emma, and Matteo Garone's Italian import Pinocchio, which have each bagged two nominations apiece. Those nominations are in categories including Achievement in Visual Effects, Achievement in Production Design, achievement in costume design, and achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Tune into the Oscars on Sunday, April 25th, or catch up on the results recap right here on Adamsland on Monday, April 26th, as we'll host a special episode of Pub Talk to recap the awards and give our reactions. If you've seen any of the movies discussed, why don't you leave a comment to tell us what you've seen and which pictures you are hoping will claim the prizes. Nice. While you're at it, if you're new here, please don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell if you want to know when more movie chat and other Adamsland content is available to watch. And, as always, thanks for stopping by. Hey, buddy. Cheers, cheers. That video was awesome. Thank you so much for letting me show it. The bartender's going, so. All right, brother. We went long, as always. So you're still on mute, so. Um. Thank you guys so much for coming. That video was awesome. Thanks for letting me show it, Adam. It's on his channel. Go check it out, Adam's Land. And um, we are out of here, guys. Watch the Oscars. Good luck, Adam. You're going to need it. So, <laughs> but Hold on. Good luck, Adam. You're going to need it. You could use that clip, too, because Adam uses these clips. There's so the right. sound bite right there. <laughs> the okay, give your last sound bite. Good. So, uh, okay. I've won two of these bad boys already, and I, I've got no doubt that the third one is going to stay right here as well. It's going to be joining me. It's going to be joining these two little guys up here. There's going to be three. On Monday, there's going to be three right there. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll see, buddy. All right, buddy. Good luck. Good luck, everyone. Everyone is going nuts. You did a great job. Everyone's saying Cheers. how awesome it was. Even in your stream, your premiere. Cheers, brother. Cheers to the Oscars. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> he is. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Resort TV One is live, of course. 
And uh, we'll I'll see everyone tomorrow night after Dan's stream, 8.30. I'm going to do a retro stream. And then check out um, Pete McDevitt. He's doing his Star Wars award show, 6 o'clock. Go check out his channel. Um, good luck to everyone over there. And cheers, everyone. And uh, we'll be live possibly Sunday and Monday for the recap. The recap just, of uh, so. just getting the practice in for next weekend. But you know what this is? <laughs> this is the taste of victory right here. This is, that's what this is. <laughs> There's your sound bite. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye, See everyone. you Sunday. Take and care. Monday.